Welcome to episode 154, 154 of the Business Fabulous podcast. Today, we're talking about money-saving tips for starting an online business. Get ready for all the details. Hey there, I'm Bonnie L. Frank, former teacher and college professor turned entrepreneur overnight who started a coaching business from scratch and coached thousands of business owners worldwide to grow their businesses and I save them money doing it. After producing over 4,000 live stream broadcasts, I thought it was about time for a podcast. This podcast, where I share easy hacks for your business, your money, and a fabulous life. Are you ready? It's time to get fabulous. Welcome back to the episode. Today, we're talking about ways to save money when you start an online business. And these money-saving tips are ones that you might not have thought about. And I included a real-life scenario, which for me was an emergency. The first thing I want to tell you is that I'm going to include some links in the show notes. I think it is a great way to get started if you're interested in saving money, if you're interested in couponing or the like. So I will include those in the show notes. I want to remind you about something that people shared with me when I was first starting my business, particularly when I was starting my podcast. And that is to wait before buying. Wait before buying anything, especially with tech. Do your research, ask questions, take some time to think about it, pause before buying, and buy when you need it. Don't buy just because you want it or just because you see other people are buying that same item. And I'll talk more about this in a bit. There are loads and loads of finance, investment, and money-saving apps, websites, and podcasts today. Today, more than ever, you can easily Google finance website, money-saving tips, how to coupon, super couponing. You can look for podcasts on these topics. You can look for blog posts on these topics. So it's really easy to find information. Now, whether or not that information is the best information or the most helpful information, that's where you need to really take some time and research and determine what is best for you, what will be exactly what you are wanting to find out that's going to work the best for your business, for your lifestyle, for your podcast, for your environment. I think that's really, really important to keep in mind. Just because it's a great app for somebody else, just because it's a great CRM that a friend of yours likes, does not mean that it's going to work so great for you. So take your time, do your research, pause, buy when you need it, not when you want it. And certainly not just because somebody else is buying it. And that gets into shiny object syndrome. Now, all you need to know about shiny object syndrome is that the letters are SOS, which means help, help, something's wrong, I need help. That means that something's happening that shouldn't be happening. Shiny object syndrome is when you are really pulled in 
why all of the shiny objects, the new apps, the new software platforms, the new microphones, all of these ads that you see popping up on your social media feeds, you're drawn in, you're compelled to really look at and ideally for the companies, buy those items. That's shiny object syndrome where you think you've got to have it because it's the newest, which means it's the quote unquote best or just because other people are saying it's the best. Don't let the shiny objects get you into making those purchases just because it's new does not mean it's better and it certainly doesn't mean that you need it. Something I really want you to keep in the forefront of your mind, and I say this all the time, is that most businesses fail. Now, I don't want you to fail, but I want you to understand why most businesses do fail. And that is because they scale too quickly. They cannot keep up that pace and they run out of money. So what does it mean to scale? It means you now, because of demand, need to produce more items. And in order to produce more items to meet that demand, you are very likely going to have to invest in more of the products that you have, more of the machinery, more of the apps, more of the software, or some more robust apps, software platforms. Basically, it's going to cost you money. And when businesses scale too quickly, this happens to entrepreneurs, it happens to solopreneurs and small businesses alike. When they scale too quickly, they can't keep up with that scale. They cannot keep up with the huge team that they have now hired. They can't keep up with the monthly expenses that it costs them to have those new programs or apps that they just purchased. They can't keep up with the money and they run out of money and their business goes under. I don't want that to happen to you. Shiny object syndrome can definitely cause us to scale too quickly. Don't fall for that. Something else I want you to know is that in my opinion, all of these things are my opinion. You can talk to 10 entrepreneurs and get a hundred different ideas on things. This is all my opinion. I don't profess to represent anyone but me. And in my opinion, you should make money first in your business before you invest back into that business. In other words, I want you to make a profit before you start spending money on your business. Now, this is far easier for a service-based business than it is for a product-based business because a product-based business, somebody has to make those products. And even if you are the one manufacturing all of the products, you're making everything by hand, you have to purchase the supplies. So I fully understand this, but people really get caught up in, well, it's a business expense. It's a business expense. And I can write all of this off on my taxes. Well, you need to consult your local CPA for that on whether or not you can write it off on taxes. And you might not be able to write off 100% of it. So I want you to be really careful, even if you do end up investing back into your business before you've actually made a profit, I want you to be super, super careful about it. Just because money's coming in does not mean you've made a profit. So I want you to think about it. Let's say that you start your business and you invested $150 into equipment. I literally started my business with $0. I already had a phone. 
I already had my Apple earbuds that had the microphone on it. And I already had a computer and I already had an iPad, which I ended up using more than my phone because I couldn't see on my phone. So I already had those four items when I started my business. That's how I started my business. I literally did not buy one thing until I had already made money. I actually waited about a year and a half before ever investing any money in my business. And then I invested $150. I bought a microphone and I bought some lighting equipment. And I bought both of them on a Black Friday special. So both of them together were about $150. The sixth point I want to bring up is to buy for the long term. So when you are investing in your business, when you're buying a microphone, if you're buying an app, if you're buying a piece of software, whatever it is that you are purchasing, I think it's important to think long term. Sometimes you're like, I just need to get over this next hump. What can get me there? I certainly do understand that process, but I want you to think beyond that. Because if you really are going to have a business longer than just that short-term period, I think it is important to think about buying for the long-term. And I will tell you one thing that I did was purchase the Roadcaster Pro knowing that I was buying for the long-term. There are reasons that I bought that that I have not actually used those different types of features yet but I knew I was buying for the long term. I'll tell you a reason I shouldn't have bought it in a little bit. The next point I want to bring up is don't outsource before you're ready. Now, this gets into scaling. Sometimes people might tell you things that are really bad advice. I know that happened to me when I was starting my business. Well, one of the pieces of bad advice that I got was to hire a virtual assistant, a VA, before I needed one. I didn't understand that. I'll never understand that. Why would I hire anyone before I need that person? Isn't that just wasting money? If I don't need them, why am I paying for them to do something? So I certainly did not do that. And VAs can cost all different amounts of money. And every VA is not qualified to do every job. So for example, I hired a VA one time expecting them to be more of a social media manager and they didn't really understand social media to the level that I needed them to. So I ended up having to let that person go. I hired knowing I needed help, but I I was not very clear on exactly what I needed help for. And so I didn't hire well. So I want you to make sure that you don't outsource before you're ready and that when you do hire help, when you do outsource, you create a team of people around you, a team of people who are helping you. It is really helpful for everybody if you know exactly what you need from them. You can write out a job description very clearly so you know what you're asking for, they know what you're asking for, and they can deliver it. And there's a phrase that goes along with this, hire fast, and I'll put in there the caveat when you can consistently afford to do it, and fire faster. Hire fast and fire faster, which means when you need help, don't him and haw, hire somebody, get the help you need, but don't wait to fire them if it's not working out. Number nine on my list is to use free software and app options before you pay for any. So in other words, 
Try out the free options first. Know what you're paying for. Know the features that you get for free and know the features that you're going to get if you start paying and make sure that once again, you're buying for needs, not for wants. Canva is a really good example of this. Every single week as I'm publishing my podcast, I also publish different sizes of the images to post on social media. And I get those sizes very quickly through the magic resize option on Canva. And that is only on the paid version. In my opinion, always try the free version for a week or two before using the paid version of any software or app. I think you'll find it helpful in the long run. And when you're deciding whether or not to use the paid version or whether or not to make any purchase or whether or not to go forth with any decision, I think it's really helpful to make pro and con lists. So just make a T-chart, one horizontal line and one vertical line and have the pluses and minuses, have the pros and cons for that decision, for that purchase, for that app, for that piece of software, for whatever it is that you're thinking about, have the pluses and minuses and look at what you've got there. Are there more pluses than minuses? Are there more minuses than pluses? How are you going to make an educated decision? I have used T-charts for decades, and I always had my students do it too. I think they are really helpful. They're free. It's not complicated. It can help you very easily and quickly make any decision that you need to. The last two items that I have on my list go along with something I mentioned before, which was why... I shouldn't have bought my Roadcaster Pro when I did. Roadcaster Pro is listed on my tools page, bit.ly forward slash Bonnie Biz Tools. In the podcasting section, a Roadcaster Pro is created by the Road Company. And I first saw it when I went to PodFest. It had just come out. I had already heard about it because I'm friends with lots of podcasters. I saw it live and I saw it being used right there at the conference. And I knew that I was going to buy that because I understood what it could do because I had researched it. I had talked to the road reps and I really, you know, I saw how easy it was to use. I bought it. Let me tell you the big fat warning here. This is the only thing ever in my life that I have purchased an extended warranty for. It was a really good idea I did. This piece of equipment is about $600 and it's when it had first come out. You may have heard before about, you know, never buy first editions of any piece of tech because they haven't worked out the bugs yet. That's why people will wait sometimes to buy the newest iPhone or the newest whatever it is that they're going to buy. They'll wait until more iterations of that have come out, until they've worked out some of the kinks. Well, I bought the Roadcaster when it was very, very new. It had just come out on the market just a few months before, and I bought it. It has several different channels that come with it where you could have several different people, their microphones plugged into this one piece of equipment, and there are different ports and different channels. Well, two channels died, two. And if I did not have that extended warranty, it would have cost me an additional $600 I would have had to pay for a brand new Rodecaster Pro because those channels had broken. Why had those channels broken? In my opinion, because I bought it too early. 
Thank goodness I bought the extended warranty. And I'll tell you something else. I had bought this first edition tech, but I also bought the extended warranty, which saved me. The extended warranty was about $80, Roadcaster Pros about $600. And you might want to write this down. I purchased it from Guitar Center. I knew from talking to other podcasters that Guitar Center will send you coupons if you're on their mailing list. So I got on their mailing list and they started sending me coupons. Not only do they send you coupons, they'll send you 15% off coupons. And I use that to purchase my Roadcaster Pro. And then later on, they sent me a 16% off coupon. Well, I had also heard they will match a later price. If they send you something and the price is lower than the price you paid, they'll match their own lower price. So I called them up and I said, hey, I used my 15% off coupon, but this item was $600 and you just sent me a 16% off coupon. Can I have a credit for the difference? And they gave it to me. I buy a lot of my tech from Guitar Center for that reason. Their customer service is amazing. There's also a Guitar Center about seven minutes from my home. So it's no big deal for me to buy from them because I could always stop by the store and try it out and then get whatever online discount they have on top of that. Like I said, that's the only time that I have ever bought an extended warranty for any piece of equipment. A lot of times, and I would definitely check with your local experts, when you buy things, the extended warranty is not going to end up being worth the money. In this case, it absolutely was. And I'm really glad I did it. Now, at the beginning of this podcast, I told you that I was going to give you a real life scenario. I actually already gave you one, which was the Roadcaster Pro. Here's another one that really has not that much to do with business, although it definitely had something to do with my business. The other day, my coffee pot broke. I did a TikTok about this and I kind of did it tongue in cheek saying it was an emergency. It's not technically an emergency, although I felt like it was an emergency because I love coffee. The whole coffee maker didn't break, just the carafe. So I researched, I went online and looked at the Cuisinart coffee maker that I have. You can find it under my tools page under self-care because I really feel like coffee is self-care for me. And I asked if they had replacement parts, if I could just buy a carafe versus buy an entire new coffee maker. Well, they do offer replacement parts. A new carafe is $35. The new coffee maker on the website was $80, but I would have to pay for shipping even with ordering straight from the manufacturer, saving 10%, I would still have to pay for shipping. And when I compared that to Amazon, which actually was $90, sometimes things on Amazon are more expensive. The coffee pot was $90, but I ended up saving 17% through Amazon. So even with that additional $10, I ended up saving more and did not have to pay for shipping. So it was actually cheaper for me to buy from Amazon than to buy through the manufacturer. So you always want to see if it's cheaper this way or that way, if you buy online, if you buy in person, if you buy in different places. I hope this has helped you really think about where and how you're spending your money. It will give you a good idea of other things to help you in terms of saving money. Thanks so much for being here. I love you. We'll talk soon.